Hey, Hirschbachers. Oh, look at that background up there. I know. I like cool. it. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Schmidt Done. Happy to be joined by Marlene Wan. Thanks for joining, Marlene. Yep. Thank you for having me. So Marlene's been dying to get on this podcast <laughs> for about, I don't know, a year, I would say, Marlene. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's funny. Marlene was in talking to me about something, and, uh, and she's like, you know, that we need to work on. I'm like, hey, why don't you join the podcast, and we can talk about it. So it's kind of cool how some of these things come together. Uh, we got four live viewers. What's up, guys? We got Marco, William, and DJ. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, kick us off with our safety message. Um, this is, you know, it's getting colder. It's crazy. It's, it got cold pretty quick up here. Um, lots of the country got snow over the weekend. So uh, this is a very important one. Uh, it's it's about coupling and uncoupling, you know, hooking up to our trailers. And every winter at the start of it, we kind of see an increase in dropped trailers. And, you know, there's a couple main reasons for it. Uh, the fifth wheel, you know, the, as the, as it gets colder and there's snow and ice, the, the grease kind of starts to gel up or gum up a little bit. And, uh, it just doesn't, doesn't work quite as smoothly as it does during the summer when it's hot. Um, the second is when it gets cold, we're not probably spending as much time visually inspecting to see if that jaw actually closed. So the biggest thing I think, I think you guys are all doing your tug tests and I think, you know, you're doing the steps where you're lining up and, and doing everything correctly, but make, make sure to take that extra minute, uh, to crawl underneath there and look with the flashlight and make sure that jaw is closed. That's the only way to guarantee it. So, um, can't tell you how many times we've dropped a trailer after a tug test. So got to do that. It's just not, not worth the risk. And that's an, that's an easily preventable thing that we can keep off, keep off our records for sure. So, um, uh, sorry, a question popped on. I'll, I'll jump to that one in a second. Just to finish up accidents. Uh, last week we had only had 18 preventables, which was down from 22 the week before. So those are two pretty decent back-to-back weeks. Uh, let's, let's beat them this week. I'll do a special, special shout out. I don't think dedicated or over the road on the Hirschbach side had, uh, had a preventable over the weekend. So, um, pretty, pretty solid there. Great work. Um, all right. Time for the lukewarm seat. Marlene has been studying. I'm going to start changing my questions up a little bit because she knows what I'm going to ask her. But uh, Marlene, I feel like you and I have been working together for a long, long, long time. But uh, how long have you actually been at Hirschbach? I've been at Hirschbach for seven years, but I've been in the business for, uh, sadly to say, like 32. <laughs> Once a year, I think you're just supposed to say 20 plus. 20 plus. 20 okay. plus years. That, yes. that's, what, that's what someone taught me recently. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> scary. If you don't want to say 32, just say 20 plus years. 20 plus, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Marlene, she wasn't working at Hirschbach, but she worked for our largest customer. And uh, her and I had some interesting emails back and forth, right, Marlene? <laughs> Good times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've known Marlene for a lot longer than seven years. I feel like we know each other pretty well, right, Marlene? Right. All right, so... You've been in trucking for 20 plus years. You've been a Hirschbach for seven. You must like it a little bit. What do you like about it? I like the, you know, it's never the same. There's always things you have to fix. There's always different situations. Um, there's, there's never a problem that's, it's always different. New situations, and I like to problem solve. Well, then so. you work at the right place. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's problems every day. For sure. Different scenarios. Opportunities, not problems, right? Yep. They're opportunities, opportunities right, That's Marlene? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so you kind of answer, is there anything else aside from solving problems or, or fixing the opportunities? Uh, what's your favorite thing to do at work? I work. Um, I like to socialize with the customers and the drivers and yeah. stuff. And, you know, I like to help. So yeah. I like to, you know, I like to be needed, I guess. But, you know, I like to help people. Yeah, you definitely do. I mean, you got your, everyone that interacts with you says very good things about you. So that's clearly that, that comes through in your work. So I, I agree. Good, great work. Um, okay. Outside of work, what do you like to do? Well, <laughs> I love to travel, but I liked hanging out with my friends at Hirschbach, <laughs> <laughs> enjoying <laughs> their time. We have so, a good yeah. crew. Yeah. Yes. I think you recently went and you, uh, where's your most recent trip? You went to the world's tallest roller coaster. Is that right? Oh, the summer with my kids. Yeah, we right. went to, um, in Ohio somewhere in Ohio. Right? Now I can't even think it. I don't know where it Cedar is. Point. Cedar point. Cedar okay. point. Yeah. Yep. We went there with my kids and had a good time. Nice. Then I went to St. Lucia with my girlfriends. That was even better yet. Was that in between those two? <laughs> yeah. I just, oh. uh, three weeks ago. Oh, I missed that one. Two weeks ago. All right. That sounds more fun than the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was. <laughs> All inclusive. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I would agree. I agree with your assessment there. Um, what do you feel like your greatest accomplishment is? You can be at work, outside of work, however you want to answer it. Um, greatest accomplishment. Well, my kids. I am very proud of my two daughters. Um, one's in college and 16 and I'm divorced. So... My kids have good head on their shoulders. They are hard workers. They get mm -hmm. jobs and, you know, they got looking out for themselves for the future. So I'm proud of my kids. Um, work. Just I like to fix, you know, when I do fix something that no one else did, you know, or couldn't. Yeah. I found the resources to make it work. And Agree. Well, you should be proud of how your kids turn out. That's clearly a reflection, reflection of you. And yeah, I'm very proud of them. I can tell Marlene usually only comes to talk to me when she's got problems that have been around for like 10 years and she wants me to fix them. Of course. <laughs> I want it done. She doesn't bring easy problems to, or easy opportunities. So I got to catch, catch myself. She doesn't bring the easy ones to me. Right. And we talk about it and we try to work our way towards it. Yeah, right? Try to figure out a solution. Speaking of that, um, DJ said we need to try to implement a tracking for relays. So when a driver relays, relays with another, we can see where they are. Where they are. I 100% agree with you. Yes. And actually, I don't want to. That is an option that we will have here over the next couple months. I can't really say exactly when that will be able to work, but it is something we've been working on behind the scenes for a while. It's not as easy as you think, um, but I would think. Yeah probably by Q1 of next year, um, that will be an option, which will be fen phenomenal for you guys and, and for operations here. Oh yeah. So absolutely. So looking forward to that. Good, good idea. Um, David, I did not send the cold to you guys. Believe me. I wish the cold would stay away from everyone where every, every place where our trucks are, I wish there was no cold. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So you like to go out to eat or you like to stay home and cook? I like to go out to eat. <laughs> Where's your favorite place in Dubuque? Um, I don't really have a favorite. I mean, I like going to Olive Garden because my kids don't like to go there. Um, but yeah, I just like going out to eat. So what's the go-to that your kids are okay with? Perkins. Perkins. They, they love Perkins. And I, 
<laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> and my children get the same things all the time. <laughs> Perkins, is, I mean, yeah, that's not, that wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah. My kids do like it though as well. You know, there's some good options for pancakes all day. Right. Yeah, yeah they like exactly. That <laughs> so, you know, I spruce it up, go to Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, or yeah do a change up once in a while. <laughs> I even tried to go to supper clubs, and they're like, what? Why are we going here? What is this? <laughs> it's, I know. I'm Shout older. out to supper clubs. <laughs> supper clubs are legit. Yes. They're my favorite. Um, how do you measure success? Um, ooh, I forgot about this question. <laughs> this, is the, this is the most thought-provoking one, I think. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, I didn't think of a good one for this one. Just whatever you can think of. I'll sh- I'll share mine if you want. I mean, yeah, uh, to me, course. well, you can think about why I share mine. And I've people are probably a little sick of me saying this, but at the end of the day, it just it, helping someone figure something out or helping mm. teach someone how to do something or you know helping someone uh, take the next step. That's that's kind of how I measure my success at Hirschbach on on a daily basis because sometimes you can go through a, a lot of days. You can a lot of days you can go through and it's tough to kind of pick out something that went right because a lot of things go wrong that we deal with on a daily basis. Right. So, um, just little, little things like that are kind of how I measure success. Well, yeah. Kind of like on my team, you know, cause I do have a lot of knowledge of Smithfield, you know, cause I worked for them. So there's a lot of little things I know and what we need to do and how to, you know, fix the situation. You know, my team members, they ask me questions and I can help them and help them, you know, know the things I know. Yeah. So, yeah, when I can train somebody to know as much as I do and we can all, you know, be better. Yeah. You can make a lot bigger an impact if you teach people what you know, right? That, right. You know, for sure. Right. Absolutely. All right. So now the real reason that you're on the podcast, you, she didn't want to come on just for the lukewarm seat, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> scanning paperwork. Um I think a lot of drivers understand the importance, but I think not all of them um, maybe know the why behind it. And they just know it's something they need to do. Um, and, you know, the, I would say I was at, I didn't know the exact why for a, for a while, you know, when I started in this industry, you know what I mean? So um, the whole point, the, the main point we want to talk about today is paperwork, you know, why it's so important. And uh, there's just a few things that we want to make sure um, the drivers and, and, and anyone else listening, you know, understands about, you know, why it's so important to do it. So, you know, kick us off. Why is it, why is it important, Marlene, to well, from your perspective? It's important that um, you scan the paperwork in so that we can get paid um, for you and the customer and everything. So, so just, well, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. We don't get paid unless the driver has that paperwork scanned in. Right. Correct? Correct. And it's all the paperwork even every PO has to be scanned in because if there's something missing, the customer comes back to us because they do audits later yep. in the year and we don't have that PO, we keep getting, you know, they're going to charge us with a claim of something that they were shorted. So, I mean, customers count and that's why the lumpers are there. They count. It's a different company and the customer comes in, they checked it in and that paperwork, you know, they signed off on it. As long as we have that signed paperwork, they can't come back at us. Mm-hmm. And they like to do that because I've had a lot recently trying to get, you know, saying that we didn't have all the paperwork scanned in. And, you know, 
working with drivers. I worked with customers. I felt pretty good in July. Um, Cisco, we didn't have assigned paperwork, but I got a hold of Cisco and they actually had it. And, you know, I, it was like uh, almost $5,000. So that was kind of, you know, nice that I could get that yeah. signed and, you know, we weren't going to be accountable for it. Yeah. So it's a huge deal. So, so essentially the, and I guess I just want to preface by saying it's, it's kind of frustrating to me. I mean, I'm, I've only got 12 years in the industry, but I think right before I started there, the pallet situation kind of got figured out. Like pallets used to be a huge disaster, oh. like the exchange and all the, Oh yeah. How it was like the carriers and the driver's responsibility. And the thing that I've heard for the past 10 years is kind of the lumpers and, you know, paperwork thing was going to be kind of the next thing that they tackled, which I really, there has not really been much movement, but you know, the, there, there has been a lot more discussion with customers between customers and us and even some, you know, third parties that are looking at potential ways to get more of that paperwork electronic, yeah. which would be awesome. Right. I mean, there's no reason some of these, some of these, some of the paperwork's two or three pages and some of the paperwork oh, is 20, 20 to 30 pages. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, we, the, the industry recognizes it's an, it's an issue and, you know, we're definitely working on pushing to, to solve it. Um, but, at the end of the day, what Marlene is, is what she's talking about is if we don't scan in every single piece of paperwork that we get, there's a chance, whether it's right away or down the road when they do an audit, that we could get short paid or fined, um, even worse, you know, even worse is fined for the amount yeah. of POs that are missing because a customer or a receiver could say, hey, I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't receive this, so I'm not paying for it. The only way they can prove that it was actually delivered, because on you know on, on Smithfield or whoever's end it is on the customer's end, they have to have signed paperwork showing that. And there are times that it, just in the past week or two where we found issues like that where you know we've been fined or short paid for stuff. Yeah. So it's it's it, it, not only does it do we need it to to pay get to you know to get paid for it right away, having it all accurate and correct is is just as important as well. So um, the biggest thing that, you know, I would just jump in and say is the quicker you can do it, the better. Yes. And it's easy for me to say, but as soon as you get empty, I mean, my preference would be every single one of you just sit there and take, you know, use the app, use your phone or the tablet and just scan it straight in with, the, with, with paper, you know, with, with our app straight in. If you even, you know, even if you wait a day or two, which, you know, it's kind of acceptable along our current guidelines. Stuff happens, right? You, you forget about it. Uh, you drop a piece somewhere, you lose a piece, whatever. I mean, as quickly as you can do it, the better. And there's been a few claims that we've had. And I think if you're sitting and looking at it where it's not super easy to see, which I think is bogus. And we we're working on customers with this, where a customer has wrote, you know, or uh, not a customer, a receiver has written down short 10 cases or something but it's very small, hard to see. And if we don't catch that and it's, you know, if you guys don't catch that right away, that's, I think one of those, one of those costs is like $15,000. Cause it oh. was like 10 cases of steaks or something crazy. So there it is, we have so many things that we have to do in our checklist every day. And yes. you know, we're working on trying to make things easier for you guys, but I think the, the biggest and best thing that you guys could do is get into a habit of scanning that paperwork in immediately after you get empty and sometimes you're getting kicked out of, of where you're at i get it i think for the most part we can push and and just sit right there 
sit down and as soon as you get that paperwork, scan that stuff in. But um, I understand things happen, but that would be my my preference and, and recommendation to, to help. Um, you know, the sooner we get it in, the sooner we can build a customer, the sooner we can get paid. Obviously, we pay you. Um, and, and, as, and it depends what, what fleet you're on, right? I mean, we kind of need that to be able to pay you as well, right? So, I mean, it's, it's just the best for everyone. So, um, okay, what else? I kind of jumped in and stole some of your thunder, no, Marley. What fine. else do you want to talk about for paperwork? For paperwork, it's very important to make sure you're, you are picking up the load that you're dispatched on. Because I've, you know, had it again today. A driver took the wrong load. I mean, I agree it's going to the same location, but you're, um, the other driver coming to that is going to have that issue. And it's by verbiage because the shippers say it's already gone or it's not there. So then, you know, the next driver is affected. Um, it's very, it's, it's important, you know, for tracking purposes, make sure because you're going to have different appointment times. So having the correct bill of lighting is a, a big thing, you know. It doesn't seem like it going to the same location, but when customer receivers have appointments, that's where it affects it, and then you can be sitting longer. Yeah, there's a reason that they schedule that uh, that load for that specific time, right? Um, yeah. You know, and it, it just creates a ripple effect. Yes. Um, yeah, just, and uh, the thing, sometimes we have, you know, our QA team or our driver, I mean, sometimes you get asked a couple times to verify the BOL that you have or to verify yes. the temp. That's why, right? Even if we, you know, we, we have a handful of those a week oh. that we just, we need to try to prevent. So, I mean, that, that's why we're just double checking and trying to help catch things that are, are, that can slip through the cracks. So that, that's kind of why, so that, you know, you're going to see, I don't want to say you're going to see more of that, but you know, we're trying to take a look at our loaded and empty call process and how we handle that to try to um, beef it up anymore and, um, you know, it's just, it's, we work way too hard to try to, you know, to whether it's a drop trailer or picking up the wrong load or, or any, any little, or set it on the wrong temp accidentally. We just, we've got to try to eliminate as many of those things as we can. So, yeah. um, don't, I, I, you, that, that the, the temp, you know, for the QA team, the temps that we're verifying the BOLs, I, I actually would say, I mean, we're going to try to get even better at that. So I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like. We're still trying to formulate that plan, but uh, it's going to be a huge focus for us for, you know, we only, it's crazy. We only have two months left of 2023. Oh, I know, it's, it's insane. Crazy. Um, but for the last two months uh, of, of 2023 and into 2024, we're going to try to get even better. We've done a really good job this year, um, but we need to be better. So that's the plan. Oh yeah. The, the scanning the bill of lighting and that's helps me in other aspects too. I mean, not just the temperatures to know if that person's got the wrong, you know, if they got the correct bill, um, you know, plus, especially when they go to the shippers and they say that, you know, something with that load, it's canceled or whatever, I can start researching. And if I see someone else has that, I can check if when you scan that bill of lighting in, oh, he does have the wrong. So, I mean, the guards are not, they're, the verbiage is a big thing. I know when we ask you to go in, you know, it's very important to tell you, tell your driver leader what they said and how they say it because it's easier for me to help you to know what they say to get you your load or what happened or you know to figure it out so yeah and anything it's not a perfect process right i mean the no. shipper loads you the guard check checks you the customer is telling us something and you know that all three of those things could 
potentially be different, right? Yes. So if the driver, if the, if the guard says anything different than what's on the bills, you know, obviously we ask you to have them write it down, get their name, let your driver leader know right away. I mean, all these little things are just double checks. Unfortunately that we have to, we have to do to make sure it's right. We just can't, right. can't afford not to. So, right. Absolutely. What else? I think that's about it. Cool. So, well, I appreciate you, you jumping in and, and, and talking about it. Um, super important. Um, you know, we, we, we all, we all want the same thing, you know, and, and it's taking this a little extra time with your paperwork at, at the loaded call and scanning it in as well as maybe doing it right away. That will help us get to get to where we want to go for sure. Yeah. So we get better for sure. Cool. All right. Um, to wrap up with, uh, freight and service, um, again, Midwest and, and overall this weekend was probably our busiest weekend we had. Uh, in a while. So in Midwest and the back home market. So very good sign. Um, service. We had a tough week with service last week, 95, six. Um, our rolling six week is at 97, one. So let's, let's have a better answer this current week, uh, and do a better job. Um, again, best way to get more freight from our current customers is to service the existing business. Um, over communicate. I know things happen out there, Make sure you're letting us know. That's at the, at the end of the day, customer might be mad about a late load, but if you're communicating with them, it's it, they don't get that upset most of most of the time, right, Marley? Right. You just have to, you know, <laughs> you got to be honest. Them just yeah. as long as you know what they right. what they need. For sure. So they 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 are a lot more okay with it if we're communicating. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, they just have to fix their schedules. Most of them understand what what happens out there. So yeah. okay. Um, with that, anything else? Any other words of wisdom from Marlene? No, I think I'm good. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. Well, thank you for you having me. You did me. a great job. Um, right, send me you. topics or questions. I appreciate you guys all listening out there. Thank you. Thank you.